Hello, welcome to Sheffield Board Gamers Podcast. This is the podcast of the Sheffield Board Games Club. Uh, my name's Rick, and I'm joined today by Lizzie. Hello, Lizzie. Hiya. Hello, thank you for joining me. It's good to talk to you again. Mm. We are members of the Board Games Club, so we're going to talk about uh, a, a few games, board games that we've been playing recently. And uh, we've also got uh, a question of the week, which is, what's your favourite dice games? So we're going to talk about dice in board games. Some people like them, some people don't. I guess we'll get into yeah. it, but... <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, very true. Uh, but before that, we um, have got a couple of announcements for the club. It's going to be a busy a busy time coming up to December. This uh, this podcast is going to go out at the start of December, so you should have time to uh, uh, to come and see us if you, if you actually visit the club. So on Sunday the 4th, it's our gaming day, our full day of gaming at the Red Deer Pub in Sheffield. And then on the 6th of December... On Tuesday, 6th of December, it's our normal gaming day at University Arms, but we're having a bring and buy as well. So if you want to bring any games that you don't want to play anymore, or you want to get rid of, or if you just fancy bringing them along some money and picking up a bargain, uh, have a look on Facebook, have a look on the forum. Uh, there's some instructions there on how we uh, how we organise it and everything. Uh, and then on the 20th of December, Tuesday 20th of December, it's our Christmas party. So we'll be having food, we'll have competitions, we'll have some board games to give away. So it should be good. Should be good fun. Mm, yeah. Uh, I went down uh, last week and we played a couple of games at the club last Tuesday. And one of the games that we played was a bit of an old classic. This is King of Tokyo. Yeah, yeah. Nice. So this is from 2011. So it's um, over 10 years old now. Is it really? Wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> plays between two and, <laughs> okay. two and six players, 30 minutes. Takes between 30 minutes and probably 40, I would say. And it's designed by Richard Garfield. So this is a, a kind of dice rolling game where you've got a, a big chunky dice and you kind of roll them Yahtzee style. You've got three re-rolls, or three rolls of the dice to, to kind of roll what you want and each side of the dice will either give you points or energy for collecting cards or it will damage the other players. And it's kind of, kind of a king of the hill game so there'll be one person who's in Tokyo and he'll be attacking everybody else and everybody else will be attacking that person. So you're trying to sort of either damage the other people and be the last monster standing or an alternative win condition is to get to 20 points and you can get to points by rolling the right dice combinations by going into Tokyo and staying in Tokyo that earns you a couple of points each turn and also some of the cards will give you points as well so when you roll dice sometimes you can get energy which are like these little green cubes and um, that will give you energy that you can buy cards with and the cards will do different things and give you special abilities some will be just like a one-off thing where you do whatever it says in the card and they discard it and some will be ongoing abilities so it'll be uh, yours for the rest of the game and let you do let you do different things so yeah we, we, we played this with five of us I think there were five playing right and uh, yeah. we uh, yeah we played uh, played a quick game of this. It's part of the club library. Uh, we do actually own it, so if you ever come to the club, we can play this sort of out of the out of the library. Yeah, it's a great one to just pick up and play, and you can read the rules, and it's it's not difficult to to learn. We played it towards the end of the night as kind of a filler thing before we mm. before we went. So yeah, it took us like half an hour, forty minutes, something like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's always it's always really good fun. You kind of roll the dice, hoping to get what you want, but sometimes you have to change your plans because obviously with the dice you don't always roll what you want, so you might have to. Oh yeah, that, I I never ever roll health when I need to. It just never comes <laughs> up, does it? And then I die. <laughs> That's what exactly happens. what you need, and it, yeah, for some reason you're rolling six dice and not once in three rerolls does it come up. It's it's strange how yeah. they work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, sometimes oh, they they know. Yeah, they know what yeah. you need. Uh, I'm sure. Were you playing with any of the expansions? Do you have the cards that make give monsters? No, no, just a plain base game. 
yeah, yeah I, I like playing with those. Yeah. I normally miss them out if I'm playing with people who haven't played before, and then just add them yeah, in the, yeah. the second game after that, uh, just to have a bit, a little bit more going on. Some of those abilities are, are, are really good and really strong. Mm-hmm. I had a game once where I played with Pandakai, I think it was, who can really manipulate the dice. And then I got a bunch of cards oh, right. which also manipulated the dice. And I'm sure I had an ability where if you had one of each of the results, you got another turn. And I managed to just keep going mm. with all the abilities that I had. It was like, right, right one of each, there you go, <laughs> done. I'll have another turn and I'll just sit in Tokyo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone else wasn't wasn't enjoying it as much as I was, but <laughs> you can get some really nice combos in, in King of Tokyo. When they, when they come up, you can get some really fun stuff going on. Yeah, you can tell some of the cards have been designed by Richard Garfield because some of them work really well together and they'll give you mm. special abilities which don't seem yeah. much on their own but if you get a couple of cards that work together it really... Yeah, some, sometimes yeah. the ones that seem really, really bad yeah. are actually good if, you, if you've got something else mm. whereas some is just always good like having an extra head which makes oh, yeah. just an extra die yeah, yeah. It's, always, it's always amazing <laughs> everyone always goes for that when that comes out there's always a big rush around the table oh, <laughs> <laughs> who's going to get that? Yeah. Yeah, it's one I play at work a lot, actually. With um, We have a kind of club where we play games after work sometimes, and they, they all enjoy that one. Yeah. They can all fight one another, and it always goes down well. Yeah, it's a good fun one. It's good fun. Have you played King of New York? Uh, yes, yeah, I have, yeah. yeah. So I haven't played that nearly as much. I thought when mm. it came out that, oh, it's more more interesting, a, l- a little bit more going on. There were like buildings you can knock down, and mm. planes and stuff you can attack, and areas, different areas that you can be in rather than just being in the middle or not mm. um, but I feel like I, I don't I don't pull it out very often it's always I don't know, I guess it's in a slightly weird middle ground where mm. it's not really simple and straightforward that you can just get it out teach people, you roll dice, this is what they do buy cards Yeah, that's basically it Yeah, there's just slightly too many rules to teach very easily mm. but it's, good, it's a good one to go up to when once everybody knows how to play King of uh, Tokyo, I guess. Yeah, it's very similar, yeah. sort of mechanic-wise. It's like you say, it's got like a bit of area control, yeah. hasn't it? And some of the, some of the, yeah, um, just, a, just uh, a bit more, more stuff. Yeah, the areas fight back, don't they? Just got like jeeps in it and helicopters that fight you back and stuff. So they've got buildings that you can attack, but when you attack the buildings, they turn over and turn into tanks and yeah. airplanes and things, which you can then attack as well. But they'll attack you, so it's a bit of an interesting balance of how much should you uh, try and fight. Or are you just going to make your life difficult? I was really surprised at that one. That um, yeah, it wasn't more wasn't more popular mm. because it's it does all it's got all the fun dice rolling of King of Tokyo, but with a bit more mm. a bit more going on behind it, like you say. But um, it's still not that complicated. It's still not like a, no, a deep heavy game really. or anything. It's pure, it's just mm. sort of fun dice rolling. But sometimes the classic is is the best way to go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. Don't try and alter the formula. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, and it, even if you don't like dice rolling, it's over in. 30 or 40 minutes so it's enough it to put it with it can be I've had games of King of Tokyo go on and on and on I played one game where there were there were two people one in Tokyo and one out and they insisted on winning by killing one another <laughs> rather than just just getting some points but one of them had a jetpack or something mm. and it just they just couldn't hurt one another but they insisted on trying <laughs> and it went on for ages but normally somebody will just get points in that situation yeah. and then win so it doesn't go on but yeah and it's got the dreaded player elimination as well. So when you run out of health, that's it, you're yeah. out of the game. Which is, I guess, a, yeah. a sign of its age. It's, it's, well, over 10 years old now, so... Yeah, it's true. I don't think a game like that would... would just just wouldn't do that mm, anymore. Yeah. Because people would be, oh, no. But 
but as you say, as long as the game's short enough, it's fine. Yeah. And, and people generally do enjoy watching everybody else mm. kill one another as well. It's quite an entertaining game yeah. to, to yeah. watch. So it's not like you're just sitting there watching people thinking about what to do on their turn. Mm. You, you can see them roll dice and like, you can follow what's happening quite easily. Yeah. So it's, not, yeah. it's, not all, it's not as bad as it could be. So that's, uh, that, that's King of Tokyo. Um, what have you been playing recently? Um, well, I had I had a new Kickstarter arrive recently. I've Ooh, got exciting. a whole train of Kickstarters <laughs> sort of coming in now, yeah, because after COVID, everything got sort of bumped up together, mm. so now everything's just starting to arrive uh, one thing after another. But yeah, a couple of weeks ago, I got Spire's End Hildegard, mm. which is exciting, which is the sequel to the original game, Spire's End, just Spire's End, that's right. Uh, so these are they're choose your own adventure games, but they're not books. It's just a giant stack of cards. Mm. In fact, a giant stack of giant cards. In the case of the original, they're these huge, chunky things. And the first few cards are the rules, and then you've got your characters. I think there were seven characters, and you play with two of them. And then the game basically just starts from there. You start with card one, you turn it over, and it'll give you some choices of what you want to do. Go through this door, or that door, or... Do you want to try and talk to the guard in front of the door, or do you just want to fight him and see what happens? Mm. So the game goes through like this, depending on which card you choose. It'll, it might say, I right, go to card 10, and then you just ditch cards 2 to 8 or whatever it is, and just move on to card 10, and you'll never go back. You mm. sort of work through it like a book, where you miss out big chunks of pages. So the next time around, you might do something else and end up going to card 6, mm. which you missed out before, and do something else. And then some of the cards are fights. So there's there's quite a lot of I guess the mechanic, mechanical part of it is basically combats, where you'll fight a monster. So each of your two characters have on them a list of different abilities that you can take. And sort of the interesting part of it is that it costs you health to use the abilities. So you get this interesting kind of push-you-luck mechanic where you can spend very little um, health, but then you do quite a weak attack, mm. or you can spend quite a lot of your health and really hit them hard, but then you're making yourself vulnerable. Mm by spending a lot of your health, they might just kill you. If you don't manage to kill it, they might just kill you in return. And then you've lost one of your characters. Because you've only got these seven characters to go through the game with. If you lose all of them, then that's it. Mm. You're done. You'll have to reset and start all over again. Not to mention, you might just die anyway. This is a classic sort of choose-your-own-adventure game. At one point, I had the choice of, basically, do you want to go left or right? Mm. And I chose death. <laughs> <laughs> that was that. <laughs> okay. I guess I'm dying again then. <laughs> So if you don't like that sort of thing, this definitely isn't the game for you. Mm. But it has some really interesting little fights. It does some really interesting things with the cards, but you'll pull a card and you're like, oh, right, okay, well, I wasn't expecting that. That's really cool. And some of the fights do really interesting sort of different things, or they'll make you pull out different, more cards out of the deck. Um, mm. I, won't, I won't spoil it by telling you what, but mm. it's pretty cool. I'll tell you that mm. much. And, and the game does just look awesome. It's all sort of this black and white and red kind of aesthetic. Uh, yeah. It's all very minimalist and quite dark mm. and gritty. It's definitely not a family game. It's basically what, what it's, how it starts is that you there's this tower that's appeared and all the villagers have disappeared. So you have to go into the tower, figure out what's going on and who knows what you might meet in there. Could be anything, really. There were all sorts of things in there. Don't be surprised by <laughs> anything. And yeah, it's a, it's, a really, it's a really cool, sort of in- interesting game. It's a bit different, but it is brutal. Mm. Whereas the sequel, uh, which I've just got, Spires and Hildegard, is about one of the characters, of the seven characters that you can use in the original game. And it has a slightly softer feel to it. It's all grey 
and orange mm. rather than black and red. So obviously this is before the tower turned up and all the crazy stuff that happened then. This is her story of what she was doing before all of that happened. So the world's kind of normal and you can meet people mm. and talk to them and you go to, I think the first thing that you do is go well the first thing I did anyway when I started was go to the pub and decide what to eat that was the first question <laughs> so it was all much much more gentle and sort of civilised you yeah. could you can go to the shop you could go fishing it's all much more gentle right and the the mechanics are actually much more gentle as well it doesn't have that you don't use health or anything like that to fight people mm. you just roll dice so it's much more simple it actually uses the Yahtzee mechanic out of King of Tokyo oh yeah rather than the dice mechanics that the, the original used. Hmm. So you basically, you, you're rolling dice, you pick one of them to keep, whichever one you think is best, and you roll the rest of them. And you try and get enough hits to um, hurt whatever monster it is that you're fighting. Hmm. So it's a bit more gentle and more straightforward. It's quite a nice sort of relaxing afternoon game. Yeah. Whereas the first one was definitely <laughs> brutal. Though I did die on my first playthrough. I just died the first boss. <laughs> he rolled really well, uh, right. to be honest. Yeah. That was the problem. <laughs> yeah. He rolled exactly what he needed. <laughs> and um, and that was that. It was all over. But I'm looking forward to playing it again, for sure, and trying some different pathways. Trying Maybe I'll eat something else at the pub and see where yeah, that see takes where me. That goes. Yeah, yeah, I never know. <laughs> <laughs> Do you get, like, equipment or treasure or any, like, you level up your yes. character or anything? Is it, like... It's the progress in the kind of game. You do, yeah. You, th- there's a lot of a lot of the cards as you as you turn them over when you go through the deck. Sometimes mm. it'll tell you to pull a certain card, and it'll turn out that that's that's an item. All oh, right. And then you stack them underneath your character card that you start with. Yeah. Mind you, basically you end up with a keyword that later on, if you meet a certain person, they'll ask you, "Do you have the magic fish or whatever?" And uh, if you do, then something different will happen. So the game will ask you if, if you have the thing. The things uh, don't really right. do stuff. Yeah. It's just the game will notice if you have it yeah. and um, do, do different things accordingly. And you do you level up your dice. One of the items that I got gave me access to a different die, which was better than the one I was using before. Mm. So there's a little, a little bit of character progression like that. And you could get bonus points as well for doing certain things, which basically give you a little... A little ability that you can use tweaking the dice or things like that so th- there's a bit of mitigation in there as well right. which you can earn extra re-rolls and things like that yeah i think it was uh, i didn't get many of those <laughs> um so yeah it's, it's, it's a good one i don't know how easy it is to pick up hmm. um hope i know the second kickstarter did much better than the first one so um but the, there are games of this this sort actually called the Carter Ventura games. Have you heard of those? No, I haven't. No. I've played I've played one of them. It's a, it's a similar sort of thing. It's basically a big stack of cards mm. that you work through in a, a choose your own adventure style. But it doesn't have dice or there's very little mechanics going on. It's mostly read these cards and see what happens and things change. Yeah. And uh, they're they're quite interesting. They're they're really easy to pick up and quite cheap. So right. if anyone's interested in this sort of thing. Yeah. I'd recommend starting there and uh, see how you get on with it. Yeah, I do. I do like the Choose Your Adventure books. I played for a few of those, so yeah, sounds uh, sounds interesting. Is it just purely a solo game? Can you play it two player, or is it just purely one player? It's one or two player. Yeah, um, the original Spies mm. End. I, I played two player because you you play with two characters, so it made sense to have one each. In Hildegard, you definitely can. There were rules at the back for two player. Though I have I haven't done it yet. So I'm not sure how... I think you just get an extra character as well as Hildegard to um, go yeah. along with you. I think that's how it works. Um, so yeah, perfectly playable too. 
and yeah, it, it, certainly playing the original with two was was fun. It was nice to work through it together and be like, oh, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's it's a nice experience to share with a partner. I guess it's that that kind of a game. The the only thing that w- would worry me about that game is kind of the longevity of it. Once you've played it, yes, a couple of times, have you kind of seen like the yeah. main story beats and you've. Or would, is it is the game, is there enough game there to make it you know replayable even if you know what the story is to to play it again? Well, definitely the the, the point is to to replay it. There's no way you would play it the first mm. time and win it. You'd have to be ah, right. some sort yeah. of genius. Certainly with Spires and the the original, that I have no idea how you, how you'd manage to do that the first mm. time around. So you, you're you're meant to go through it repeatedly like a roguelike, sort of learning what you should do and what order you should do things in. Ah, uh, okay. And yeah. That you need this key from that thing but you don't need to bother going down there. That's just a waste of time. It's just mm-hmm. full of mushrooms, that sort of thing. Uh, so that as you play it, you, you learn what to do and how to get you get, right. you get a little bit further each time because you know to avoid the corridor that's certain death and things like that. <laughs> um, but yes, once you've played through it enough to really kind of know uh, everything that's there and... and it has multiple endings. The original had quite a lot of different endings where, uh, okay. depending on yeah. what you did, where you'd get you'd get to a certain point and it would mm. give you a different text that this happened and there were a... Um, it was basically rated how well you did. It had a way mm. of sort of measuring how well you'd done at the end of the game. So you could go back and try and do better and try and find more stuff mm. uh, in the game. But yeah, but once once you've done everything, I, I, I sold on the original Spire's End once I'd felt like we'd exhausted it but you could just mm. put it to one side as well and wait for once you've forgotten you could go back and play it again yeah but yeah, but yeah it definitely has a limit I would yeah. say and I'm sure that the same will be true of the original of the um, of the sequel anything else you've been playing uh, yeah uh, we, we we don't always play new games at the at the club we've got we play some old games as well so this is another mm. older one uh, we played a game of Lords of Waterdeep uh, this is from 2013, so this is right. nine years old at the moment. Uh-huh. Uh, plays between two and six players, takes it about 60 minutes, and I think we played it five player. So this is um, this is a, a board game based in the uh, Dungeons & Dragons, so it's an officially licensed Dungeons & Dragons product, but um, it's only a D&D in kind of theme only. The, the mechanics are, mm-hmm. are, are pure kind of Euro, really. But it's, yeah. um, it could be anything. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of a, a a worker placement. You you get some workers, you get like a, a a lord, I think they're called. That's your like starting special ability that you can do. What they'll give you some kind of benefit or some kind of action that you can do. Mm-hmm. And you're basically placing workers out on the board, getting uh, resources, which are which are, <laughs> are cubes, but they're meant to represent adventurers. You're going out into the different locations and and hiring these adventurers to do quests for you. Um, so a, a, a black cube is a fighter. You can get deluxe meeples, can't you? I'm sure I've seen kind of. Yeah, yeah, you can get people playing with um, yeah shaped meeples, which which look cool. But yeah, the original is just cubes, isn't it? Of, of purple and orange and whatever for wizards. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, it could be anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a wizard. <laughs> you're, you're basically collecting cubes, and, and you do start off saying, "Oh, I need a fighter and a wizard," but then eventually it turns into, oh, "I need a." Uh, a, a, a green group cube and an orange cube and a black cube and two mm. two something else to <laughs> to do this. Um, and, and then there's some money as well. You get a bit of money to to spend on things. Sometimes you have to spend some money. Um, there are buildings that you can build, and these will open up even more spaces. 
So there are, on the on the board, there are some sort of standard spaces they'll give you maybe one cube, but then somebody might build a building and that'll give you two cubes and a money or something like that that you can use. But they'll get a little bit of a benefit as well if somebody else uses their building. And then you're trying to complete these quest cards for which you'll get points. And there are also intrigue cards as well. So the intrigue cards are kind of give you a little a little bit of a benefit or a boost, or they can hurt the other players. So you can get like a uh, you can get three cubes of a certain type, and then everybody else takes one cube. Or you might have to play a, a quest to so give them a mandatory quest, which you've got to complete before they can complete any of the standard quests that they've got on their uh, on their board waiting to be completed. So there's a few things like that, a bit of interaction that sort of uh, makes it a bit more interesting. We also played it with the uh, expansion as well. The um, the expansion that adds kind of corruption and uh, another board with a few extra places on it as well so uh, even though there are a few players that have only played it the first time it doesn't really add all that much but it adds a lot uh, a lot more options and a lot more things you can do on your turn right. makes it a bit more interesting and there's more stuff more cards more sort of items more quests to do mm-hmm. uh, right. and then you've got this corruption mechanic where you can get like really good bonuses uh, there are really good spaces that you can go to but you'll pick up corruption and corruption's worth negative points at the end of the game uh, so it's a, a bit of a trade-off there of yeah whether you want the the really good stuff and get more and more cubes but obviously you'll get more and more corruption then and weighing that up against how much corruption the other people have got as well so you kind of don't want to uh, you want to take advantage of it but you don't want to kind of you know take too much advantage that you're ahead and everybody else kind of leaves you behind so yeah um so it's, a, it's it's yeah it's a good game even though it's a bit of an older one we um, we we enjoyed this it's a good good playthrough uh like i said we um it took us well it took us just over an hour i think it was probably more like 80 or 90 minutes because we'd got a few new players and we, we were playing with the expansion as well which i think adds on a little bit of time but yeah. uh, it wasn't it wasn't too bad for five players it's not too bad that and there's plenty to do plenty of uh plenty of options within the game yeah, five is normally a bit many for a worker placement game i'd be suspicious of playing that kind of game with five people so it's it's good that, that it can manage that apparently it goes up to six but i don't think i'd like to play it at six i think wow, that'll probably yeah. be a, a bit yeah, too long especially just the base game mm. i think i think the base game is probably a little bit too basic to handle six players you want that kind of interaction and a bit more stuff yeah. to do um with with more yeah. players you're probably waiting a bit too long uh, but we, we played it at five and it was uh, it was it was fine yeah it was good enjoyed it yeah it's, it still seems to be doing doing well a friend of mine is just getting into games he, he mentioned that he'd played that and i was surprised all right that that's still a game that like new people would would know about particularly well, and, and still play i think so. it's still in print i think you can still buy it it's still available yeah. it's still you can pick yeah. it up off amazon yeah, or local so. local game store socket so it must be popular enough to you know, still yeah. be still be going and still be in print, even though it is yeah. like a lot of games these days. The board games are kind of in print for a year or so, and then they're gone out. They're completely gone, and you struggle to get older. Yeah, yeah, it's a thing that happens a lot of a lot of the time. Yeah, that only, only a few will really kind yeah. of stick and become proper classics. But but yeah, I guess it, it just does, does what it does yeah. really well. Um, the mandatory quests that seem like really harsh. Uh, you've got to do this quest before. You know, you can do anything else and it kind of stops you in your tracks, but generally people will play them on, you know, whoever's in the lead or whoever's doing whoever's doing really well. So it's kind of self-balancing and you, you get a couple of points out of it and usually not too difficult to do, especially towards the end of the game. Uh, when you've got kind of your engine yeah. built up and you've got all these buildings available, it's it's pretty easy to do, uh, to do a, you know, spend a couple of cubes to finish this quest to get a few points and get it out of the way and then get back to your real, your real quest that you're trying to do. Like some of the more difficult ones get you like, 
30 40 points which is quite a big swing but you, you need a lot of resources yeah. a lot of cubes to to do the big the big quests but you can still do a couple each game you know you can you do, do you stick to doing the easier quests and get the get the points that way or do you you know save up and get a get go for a more difficult quest that's going to be trickier to do but it'll got get you a whole load of points in one go so it's, it's uh, mm-hmm. yeah do you want to use the corruption and and how much um, it's not too bad to use it a little bit, but then you can get carried away and <laughs> end up in a bit of a mess at the end of the game with loads of negative points. So, yeah, it's good fun. It's a it's a good classic one. Um, I think if you're playing with like new players, it, you can play just the base game. But I think it's quite easy to teach, isn't it? I think. Yeah, there's um, uh, not much to it really. It's just place a worker out, do the thing that it says on yeah. the board. A lot of the, the stuff's already printed on the board that you get. Iconography is really good. Yeah, kind of kind of self-explanatory. What what you can do it's been a long time since I've played it I think I played it mm. at the club I definitely played it at the club actually yeah but it must have been quite a while ago yeah the, the coins are really nice the the coins are like half moon shapes like a weird I think they're themed to the D&D location where they are so they're on the cardboard like but um, like say you can, you can bling oh, it out yeah. I think I've seen like metal coins that you can get and you can get I'm sure you can buy them yeah you can get like the meeples <laughs> and stuff along like that. with the um, specialist meeple shapes yeah that, that, that makes sense yeah, the standard base game's pretty good on its own, but uh, yeah, when you have the expansion, yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's really really something to that you can play sort of repeated repeated times and try different strategies and yeah, have a lot of fun with. So yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's what we've been playing. Loads of Waterdeep. Uh, any more games, or should we move on to the question of the week? Uh, yeah, yeah, what the dice games, indeed. Yes, I've got I've got yeah. some dice facts. Oh, okay. Exciting. <laughs> the one that we probably all know as gamers is that uh-huh. the singular of dice is die. Yes. Uh, not everybody knows that. Obviously, no, people will one and say it's dice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. The uh, dice are ancient. They've been around for thousands of years. Uh-huh. Uh, Julius Caesar's famous quotation, "Alea eacta est," means when the dice are thrown, there's no turning back. Uh, okay. So that was uh, that was a while ago, and the oldest dice that have been discovered are over uh, are about five thousand years old. Uh, they they were discovered in what's now Iran. Mm-hmm. So dice have been around for for thousands of years, and people obviously uh, mm-hmm. use them for yeah. gambling and gaming for 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 ages. Yeah. Um, the, in the kind of the board gaming world, I think the the some people like them and some people don't. Uh, mm-hmm. They introduce a yeah. bit of randomness and a bit of you know, unpredictability that pure Euro gamers don't really like, yeah. um, especially when you're kind of rolling for, you know, how many actions you can do or how far you can move. You know, like in a in a oh, monopoly or something like that. It, mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's generally <laughs> frowned upon. Um, <laughs> this one is is Catan, where you roll two dice, and then if you roll the seven, kind of the robber moves and he can move to to a space. But that kind of shows with dice you know how it works you if you roll the dice you get a number between one and six but if you start rolling two dice yeah you, you you don't get an equal chance of getting each number you get more chance of getting a seven than anything else and it kind of shows you that kind of bell curve that you get and when you play Catan for the first time you think oh when you roll the seven something will happen but it's not never going to happen that it'll, it might happen once or twice but it happens all the time <laughs> it's weird <laughs> Dice can be used for kind of tracking things. So instead of actually rolling them, you can just set it to, you know, how many pips. So I've got three resources, I've got four resources, something like that. And the, of course, they all come in shapes and sizes as well. So uh, we were talking about King of Tokyo, Tokyo earlier. 
yeah. and some of the expansions. Um, I picked up a couple of the character packs. Um, I don't know if you've seen these, but you can get like a character pack. You can get a King Kong one, and it's yeah, got like a basically uh, a character in it and a, and a sheet. And it comes uh-huh. with a couple of little, little extra bits, but the um, Anubis one comes with a D4, a big chunky D4. Wow. Um, that's uh, that. That is yeah, cool. that's quite cool. And then yeah. there's another one called Cybertooth as well. Uh, that comes with a, a, a D6, which has got some like different symbols on. Uh, with that one, you can change forms when you go to Tokyo. You can like change between the two different forms and they do two, two different things depending on what what you're all right. on this special dice. So cu- custom dice, you can put. Um, uh, symbols on there which will give you actions instead of just having the pips you can have blank dice uh, or dice with blank sides um, so that if you're rolling like an attack dice or something if you get a, a mark on it you'll you'll get hit if you roll a blank side nothing will happen so there are lots of uh, lots of ways of, u- of using dice and lots of lots of games that actually use them in in kind of unique ways that you don't really don't really see very often yeah when l- looking into this so i was sort of surprised like how many how different games can be that involve mm. dice and kind of the, there's a scale of I've, I was trying to work out what 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 is a dice game you know because just a game yeah. coming with some dice in the box doesn't make it a dice game because like mm. you say they could be used for all sorts of things sometimes it, it's just a, a part a very minimal part of the game like Mage Knight for instance comes with some mm. dice um, <laughs> it's a very small part of the game you just roll the dice to show what what elements are available for that round the actual mm. game is, is very, very mechanical and dry and uses cards and, and figuring out exactly what you can do with them. There is a yeah. no sense of dice game, but um, yeah. it did come up under dice rolling uh, on Board Game Geek. And I'm like, what? Dice? No. But, <laughs> so, so, yeah, as you say, there, 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 are, there, there are lots of things that you can do with dice, and uh, there are all sorts of different mechanics that, that involve dice. Um, it's quite interesting. So you, you get rolling rides, obviously, dice placement. Mm-hmm. Yancey style dice run like Tokyo and Dice Throne, uh, that sort of thing. Uh, Real time games, which you oh, yeah. don't get yeah. as well, maybe you don't get the dice rolling ones as much these days. But there was Escape, you know, Curse, Curse mm-hmm. of Temple. You remember that one from? Yeah. Came with a CD. Yeah. The days, <laughs> um, which was just rolling as many like dice as quickly as you could uh, in real time, trying to get the results that you need to to get out of a temple. So, so yeah, there, there's a lot of things that you could do with it. Um, yeah, your roads as well. Some of your roads have dice in. Yeah, it's it's always fun as well if you're rolling a whole bunch of dice all at once. It, it's a good fe- kind of feeling to roll those dice. And if you, like, say, if you're speed rolling as well, if you're trying to roll uh, yeah. quite a lot, I think uh, Tom's got a game a game called Fuse. Um, oh yeah, yeah, I've played that. Yeah. Yeah, that's time. like another real time one where you, yeah, everybody's trying to roll dice and get these actions at the same time and trying to finish these cards it's quite stressful but <laughs> yeah mm, that's definitely yeah. a dice game where they're the whole point of the point of the game and a, a game I, i've got which i haven't played for years is space cadets dice duel um oh, right. because you basically need eight people to play it which is why i haven't played oh, it for right. so long <laughs> but how that yeah. works is you've, you've got two teams of four and on that team of four you're basically like star tree star trek fleet captain sort of thing one person's captain one person's engineer one person's weapons and the last is navigation or something like that mm. so the the um, navi- uh, engineer is trying to roll particular um, they're trying to roll sixes or whatever and give them to weapons so that they can use them and then once they've used them they have to give them back to engineering so engineering oh, can yeah. roll, re-roll them again so yeah. everyone's passing all these dice <laughs> around going the captain's shouting oh we need some more torpedoes so we need threes and they're trying to oh, okay I'm trying to roll some threes then 
And um, it's just absolutely crazy. And then the other team will suddenly shout, fire! And everybody has to stop. And like, what What? What just happened? Where are we? Did they hit us? I don't know. <laughs> uh, it's just, oh my God. It's so It was so much fun. Uh, dice yeah. everywhere. They, they ended up all over the floor. Um, <laughs> but it's definitely one to dig out again. But difficult to play. Like, trying to find right. eight people who want to play. Yeah. A real-time yeah. dice rolling game is tricky because, like you said, they are stressful. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit like those submarine ones where you need like eight people to play it. Um, yeah, I've got Captain Sonar. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, I played it's that six once. or eight. Yeah, There's one person listening. Yeah, I seem to remember trying to like, figure out what the other team are doing and uh, yeah, yeah, where they're going. <laughs> uh, you, you you mentioned rolling riots. They're they're quite mm. popular at the moment. Um, yeah usually you'll get a pad or you get a dry erase board or something and you'll roll some dice and then you'll mark off something on your pad you'll either draw a pattern or fill in squares or something like that so I was thinking about like uh, railroad ink yeah. where you get uh, like lines on the dice so it'll be like a, a corner or a straight line or a road or something like that a train track and you'll basically fill in this grid and trying to um, get points by completing sort of sections on your on your board yeah, I think that was the first roll and write that I played. Was uh, oh, was it? Yeah, Rare yeah. Drink, uh, red, yeah. I think it was the first one anyway, the obvious one. Yeah, yeah. There's a few yeah, of them now, I think, isn't there? Yeah. There's yeah, well, there's loads. Yeah, I think at Shut Up and Sit Max. Down, he did he did one where he reviewed all of them. So it's a really fun <laughs> video. Um, <laughs> and yeah, there, there are a lot of them. There's loads of mini expansions as well, which are just a few all extra right. dice, which you can mix into um, the game somehow. But yeah, they're all they're all standalone. And I think you can buy yeah, yeah. any of them, and they'll work. Will work work on their own. Yeah, they were good fun. I enjoyed. Uh, I enjoyed kind of puzzling out, uh, puzzling out those games. It's yeah, kind of a kind of a puzzle based on what you rolled. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I always like that kind of tile laying game. I don't know. Why, it's quite it's quite satisfying, sort of building something mm. out like that. Yeah, um, yeah, and then seeing what what sort of network you've built, and sometimes it works, and sometimes it's just what is that? <laughs> like, oh dear, that didn't work out. <laughs> but um, yeah, I like that sort of game. I think I, I think well, at least my husband's favourite Roland Wright is definitely Gone Strong Clever. If you've played that one, that's so clever. Yeah, I played that one. Yeah, I played that's it on really the app fun. as well. There's a there's a good app version. Oh right, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, mm. yeah, that would that would work really well. I actually played that during lockdown with some friends mm. of mine um, from school over a webcam. So I just had the webcam right. over yeah. the dice, and, and I'd mm. roll the dice, and I'd, they'd tell me which ones they wanted to use, and I'd take them out, and we'd all mark it off in our sheets at home. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, so, that would work. Yeah. yeah, 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 that worked quite well. Yeah, they quite they quite enjoyed that. Mm. One of my friends had printed out her sheet and black and white which made it difficult I <laughs> to do another one but yeah it's, it's, it's a fun little game it's nice to get the all the chains that you can do with it depending on which which dice you choose they're all different colours and um, depending on which mm. one you choose you get to tick off a diff- different box of that of that number and it can really cascade that if you pick this die then you then you can draw on a uh, a blue 10 or something and you draw that out and that gives you something else and then you can mm. just keep going that's always really satisfying yeah, that's that's another one. There's a few different versions as well. Yeah, I think that um, there's a new one coming out. I can't remember what it's called. It's got mm. some terrible pun on four. <laughs> I can't remember what it is. Clever forever or something really yeah. horrible like that. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, I think that would be the fourth one. It's definitely Cube yeah. is the third one. And yeah. Twice as clever as the second one. That's right. Yeah. I've played the second one. Similar, just sort of slightly different boxes that you can mm. tick off. 
side, slightly different experience, but the same kind of idea. I think I had a silver die. Nice and straightforward rolling rights to get into as your sort of your first rolling right. Yeah. I definitely yeah. recommend those. Um I've got I've got another game called Call to Adventure. Um right, I don't yes. know if these are really classed as dice or it's die. Like dice, isn't it? But um it's kind of like a flat, uh two sided kind of flat piece of plastic. It's like a weighty piece of plastic. And they've got mm-hmm. kind of a mark on one side and it's blank on the other side. So when you're trying to complete these objectives, you kind of get three or four of these um, sort of dice and then you sort of uh, roll them <laughs> and so then they, they, you, you get successes. Rooms, that right? that's it. Yeah, rooms? yeah. Yeah. So they're, yeah. Yeah, they're just basically D2s. That's it, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you can upgrade them. So uh, some of them have like a special symbol on one side and that'll give you a special ability as well as counting as a success or two successes. Mm-hmm. But it, it feels like you're rolling dice, but they're not yeah. quite, they don't quite roll. They kind of bounce and kind of settle onto either yeah. one or the other side. So they're a bit unusual. Mm. Not seen that before. Have you played Runebound? No, I haven't, no. Is that that uses runes? Um, shockingly, um, and that that has that has a similar sort of thing. It's it's really interesting. Right. It's kind of it's a big open world adventure game where you're, you're playing as uh, mm. well, you know, some kind. You move around the board, attacking monsters and doing quests and buying new items and that sort of thing. But yeah, the, yeah. the combat isn't dice. It's well, it is. Well, it's sort of dice. It's runes. So they're d they're d two. So these things, items that you buy, if you buy a new sword or or something, you'll get a new rune with it. It's just mm. basically double sided. And um, on one side it might be like plus two attack, and the other side has some block ability or something like that. All right, yeah. And then there are loads right. of ways which will give you to to flip them. So instead right. of re-rolling them, you'll flip them. So you know what you're going to get on the other side. So it's kind yeah. of like, like like dice, but with more even more mitigation than you'd normally expect. It's like being able to yeah, turn a dice yeah. to whatever side you want, because when you flip it, you'll know you'll get the other side. But that, that was really interesting. I like to say I've not seen many games that use that kind of mechanic where you've just yeah. got like double like a double sided die, as it were. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, it's a good game. Definitely recommended. Horribly out of print, yeah. I'm afraid. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Classic fantasy flight games, I'm afraid. Great yeah, game. Right, yeah. Never yeah. printed it again. Um, maybe one day it'll it'll come around again and I'll actually... oh, I'm sure I'm sure there'll be a huge Kickstarter with uh, yeah, loads of plastic yeah. minis. <laughs> yeah. Probably, probably one day, but it, it was a great game. That was, I think that that was the third edition as well. Right. Um, there've been a few editions before that, and then it was the third edition that, that that's the one I've played anyway, and now has disappeared. Right. Unfortunately. <laughs> um, a, a, another one that I thought of that um, we played at the club uh, a few weeks ago was a, a game called Dice Forge. Oh um, yeah, yeah. But, Basically, in this game, you get uh, a couple of dice and you roll them and you get the resources. Each side will give you a a certain resource. Mm -hmm. But then what you can do is you can upgrade the dice so the side side kind of pops off and you slot a new side in and now that'll give you two uh, two resources so that side of the die is better, making the whole thing better. Mm. Um, That was quite interesting because you can can upgrade either of the dice and you can pick and choose what sides you want to put on there. So do you want more resources, or do you want to double up on something, or do you want points, or do you want money that will let you buy more more sides of dice? Yeah. Uh, I think there's a couple of games that kind of let you build your own dice, but this is, I think, the most popular uh, there's, one. There's, there's a new one, which I've forgotten the name of. Oh, All dear. right. And that is, it's really expensive. I seem to remember and it went, it went immediately went out of print after it had come out. Oh, right. <laughs> but yeah, it, it uses that, that mechanic where you um, yeah. can build individual dice and put put faces on them. But I think it's it's a bit more of a compli- complicated game than Dice Forge. Oh, so right. Like yeah. the next step up. 
But yeah, it's, it's an interesting mechanic, sort of being able to, like, it's the ultimate dice mitigation, really, when you can make your own dice. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it's kind of an engine builder, but your engine is the is the sides of the dice. Mm. So you're try, kind of trying to get rid of the rubbish ones that don't give you much and get yeah. replace them with better ones, but yeah. you can't do all of what you want to do, so you kind of have to add in a direction what you're going to replace uh, when you take one off. Do you, yeah. do you upgrade the one that you've already upgraded to make it even better, or do you get rid of one of your rubbish ones and make that slightly better, or...? Yeah, you, options. you can do things like times twos can't you so you can kind of yeah yeah times twos and one die and then the other die has loads of really high numbers on it then yeah you can yeah. get loads of stuff but you also have a limit to how much stuff you can get can't you i, I remember once i i played I it so, so i just yeah. tried to get as much gold as possible and i just hmm. maxed out <laughs> I, I completely pointless levels of goals yeah. <laughs> yeah but that means your dice were really good though at least you were yeah you'd got your dice working right <laughs> well they, they definitely made they did they made gold they did that that was my goal yeah. that was that's what happened I, d- I didn't win but i achieved my goal of yeah. um, getting all the gold <laughs> yeah the only thing with that one is it's a little bit fiddly because um, you have kind of this plastic tray and it's got all the sides yes. in sort of set out flat yeah um and you have to have kind of a lid on top of it to stop it going all over when you turn the you know box on its side and things yeah. like that the insert um, for that game is amazing though it is pretty good yeah, yeah everything fits nicely and the, nice. it's got a tray that fits all the sides in and yeah yep. so it holds it all together but yeah so that was another one i think there's an expansion which i haven't played so oh is there yeah um hmm. that's definitely one to look into because i do really like that game that's another hmm. one. i played that on board game arena over covid as well um, oh yeah. With, yeah with some friends and yeah that that solved the fiddliness problem yeah <laughs> yeah because um, yeah that's the only downside really of trying but, but trying you don't to get to roll the dice part. though that's the good thing about it rolling those big chunky yeah, plastic that dice is, that is satisfying <laughs> yeah yeah i do like that i guess it's, it's a Catan style game where, where everybody rolls the dice and everybody gets stuff every round it's that sort of thing yeah um, yeah. yeah it's always nice when you when you get to get to roll them and um yeah see what you get so the, those are a few uh, dice games, but um, there are also uh, dice accessories as well. So things like dice trays, dice towers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can get special, you can get really posh like coloured dice with like little sparklies in and different sizes and things like that. I've got a couple of dice trays. I've got like a, a kind of fabric one with like poppers on the corners and that kind of turns into a, a little dice tray. And then I've got a more a more solid one as well. They're quite, they're quite good because sometimes when you're rolling dice on like a table, like a wooden table or a glass table or something like that, they make a make a quite a lot of noise. They can be quite noisy. Yeah. So a dice tray kind of keeps everything together. You don't have them kind of rolling off the table and it sort of quines it down, deadens it down. And they roll, they roll nicely as well. They kind of end up on the sides nicely all together. So that mm-hmm. I quite like using a dice tray when... Uh, I think we, we used one when we were playing King of Tokyo, actually. So rolled them all in a dice tray and... We actually played um Shan Clever on a on the plane <laughs> once oh, did you? on holiday. <laughs> yeah, with a with a with a dice tray. I, I think don't you <laughs> use the box lid for that one, doesn't the box lid turn upside down or is that a different game I'm thinking of? Yeah yeah, what the and the in, the inside is like the the, the silver platter. That's it, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's got like yeah. the yeah, yeah. Wait, we you have to you have to put the dice onto it, so You put the dice on, yeah, that's it, yeah, yeah I remember now. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, definitely must have accessory. I've never been a massive fan of dice towers myself i've never i've never i don't think i've ever used one really i've seen them i've seen them sort of on like dice tower videos and things like that they have them and they chuck Mm. them down and it kind of randomizes it a little bit more but they are quite big and bulky aren't they it's something that you'd have uh, that you probably play at home rather than sort of take it to the club with you or something yeah they they take up a lot of room 
I have played games that came with dice towers. Which oh, right, I yeah. I can't remember the name of where, yeah, it had a certain mechanic that it, it would hold dice in the dice towers. Oh, right, yeah. And then yeah. it would spit them out every so often. So it had to kind of, it, they'd get trapped inside. So it's it was, it was kind, of, it kind of interesting um, mechanic to a game of um, when it would spit stuff out and when it when it wouldn't. Right. Yeah, as a, general, as a general rule, I find them a bit unnecessary. Yeah. And fancy. But yeah, dice trays for sure. And then uh, another one I thought of was um, I, I was down at the treehouse a couple of months ago uh, and they they sell uh, dice bags. Um, so it's just basically right. like a cloth bag um, that kind of has got like a, um, a cord at the top that, that folds it up. But really nice sort of patterns on there, like meeple patterns and like D&D sort of themed patterns. Uh, just to keep your dice in, keep it all together, keep it nice and tidy. Um, uh, so I've chucked all my, all, get one of those dice bags and chucked all my dice in there so they're all sort of together. All the loose ones that I've got uh, from various sort of games and bits and bobs that I've had over the years I've got sort of accumulated it's just all gone into into a nice uh, a nice fabric dice bag yeah I, I use those for um, all my tokens for Arkham Horror chant dice but oh uh, yeah yeah the um, the tokens that you pull out of the bag for the Arkham yeah. Horror LCG yeah Got some nice bags for those I have a lot of D dev sets from you know D, like playing D&D or Pathfinder mm. I've got loads of fancy dice from those probably the best thing about playing those games really is an excuse to buy dice <laughs> <laughs> and a nice a nice set of those of uh, a sparkly colour you want yeah and you can get yeah, some really nice dice. quality ones can't you yeah mm, yeah. yeah like in different colours and and then yeah bags so that's a great thing to get at a, uh, a convention actually you get a lot of sellers selling that sort of thing you do yeah selling yeah. Uh, bags and dice and dice towers dice trays all that sort of thing it's nice yeah. to actually be able to see them it's sometimes yeah. difficult to buy that kind of thing online when you you can't feel the fabric mm. and then see exactly what you're going to get but that's a nice thing that i like buying off there uh, of people and you often get to meet people who make them and sell them so mm. yeah that's what's nice okay so uh to sum up we love dice <laughs> yeah basically yeah. <laughs> i am a real sucker for dice if, if, if a game has has dice in it that look really pretty yeah that it's, it's a massive selling point for me yeah yeah it's the main thing that would draw me to something like roll for the galaxy i love those dice oh them. yeah they're great so yeah nice. yeah yeah and uh rajas of the ganges have you played that oh no those i haven't no. Are, no yeah it's, it's a really nice game actually it's a really interesting kind of mixture of euro and dice placement and tile placement actually mm. you're, you're building a little uh, kind of little town with with um, with roads and buildings, um, and yeah, the, the dice for those are really sparkly and nice. The translucent, oh, right, yeah. and purple and and blue, they're really mm. pretty. Oh, so cool. yeah, it, it it will it will definitely make me interested in a game. <laughs> if, it has, <laughs> if it has nice dice in it, then I'm going to have a look. A good yeah. good hard look. Yeah, me too. At that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so that's very our nice. that's our discussion for this month. Um, thank you very much for joining me, Lizzie. It's been a pleasure talking to you as usual. Mm, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for coming on. Uh, we've been that's the fun. Sheffield Board Gamers. Um, thanks for listening, and we'll uh, we'll talk to you in the next episode. Okay, bye for now. Bye.